You're listening to Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. You can reach me on Instagram and Facebook at Deb Colometta. You can also go to my website, thedebsite.com. Here are some tips for entertaining when you have a small house. Let's first define what a small house is or a tiny house. I feel like I have a smallish house, but we don't feel crowded in our space. Well, of course, if someone would wave a magic wand and, you know, say, hey, without lifting a finger, you could move into a bigger house, maybe we would do that. Um, but then, of course, there would be the drawbacks of taking on a bigger mortgage. We'd have less financial freedom and all that. So we really do our best to try to make our home work on many levels. You can also feel like even if you have a bigger space with plenty of square footage, sometimes people still feel like it's not enough. So you shouldn't be missing out with spending time with friends and family just because you have this mindset that your house is too small for that. I think you could be surprised at the amount of entertaining you can do and how cozy it can feel when you have the right people in your space. One tip is to invest in a couple of party favors that are higher quality that you can just use from year to year. You don't have to do a lot. It can just be maybe one bag full or half of a bag full and you keep it in um, a bin that's related to those holiday decorations. I don't use every one every year, but I'm really good about trying to rotate what we've got and keeping a good mental inventory of what we already have so I don't end up buying duplicates. But if you are going to have a New Year's party, maybe invest in some really good noisemakers or fun reusable party hats and keep them with your holiday decor so that it's ready to go at the end of the year. You won't have to rebuy it and you can just kind of spruce it up and make it a little fun if you do have a party in your smaller space. If you have a smaller kitchen, make sure that you run the dishwasher well before your party. You don't want it to like heat up the space if it's doing that heat drying. It's a great place to stick extra platters or lids or containers temporarily, making sure that no one actually turns on the dishwasher later. Um, but you have this hidden space that's accessible from your kitchen very quickly. So you can put your extras in there and just kind of tuck things in the dishwasher if it had been run and emptied and cooled off well before the start of your party. Also, the big advantage to that is at the end of the party, you have an empty dishwasher ready to go so you can just put your party dishes and related platters right into it without having to like jam it in around your everyday plates that you had been using previously. You're setting yourself up for cleanup success. And while we're talking about cleanup, I am very environmentally aware we don't really use paper plates. When it comes to entertaining though, I have found that, especially since the start of the pandemic, it's nice to have disposable things. So you can upgrade a little bit and spend a little bit more money on your party platters or your disposable silverware that's gonna hold up and not snap if somebody goes to pierce food with it. And make it disposable and people appreciate that. It's cleaner, it's easy cleanup for you. So you don't have to have that stress of taking an hour to clean up after the party and, you know, scrub forks and spoons that everybody's used. It just makes it it's easier. If you 
are typically good about being environmentally conscious, why not treat yourself as the party host or hostess by getting some really good disposable things, even reusing if you want to be aware of the environment. If you had bought a cake platter that could have been recycled, wash it and tuck it away and use the cake platter as your basis for your charcuterie board. So if you're going to a party, you can cover it with the cake cover and uh, it transports easier. And if you're having the party, you can put out the cake platter, cover it with some doilies, paper doilies or uh, brown paper on a roll that you can get from Amazon and put your charcuterie board or snacks on that directly. And then you can just recycle the cake platter and throw away the brown paper. You're making it easier for you to clean up, which is more going to make it more likely that you're going to host a party in the future. And especially where smaller houses don't tend to have a lot of counter space for drying those serving platters, you know, overnight, the day after a party, do yourself a favor, give yourself a break and buy some perfectly good disposable, recyclable party wear. Another idea is to think about, just think about it, making your own food for the party. Now I know this can be a deal breaker for some people. It's much easier to just order a pizza or take out food. And that definitely has its place. We do that most of the time. But more recently, we had been having a few friends over and I looked at the menu for family style takeout at a nearby restaurant. And I was shocked at the prices. It was basically just glorified pasta. And one thing the Colometas know how to cook is pasta. And it's inexpensive. Instead of ordering a tray of lasagna and having it be about $60, I said to Ray, you know what? Maybe we should try this ourselves. I had seen someone on TV do a very nice looking lasagna. It looked beautiful and she promised that it was easy to make. It really inspired me to try to do that for ourselves. And when you think of what the ingredients cost, even if you get really high-end tomato sauce and the good ricotta cheese and all the, the best cheeses, you're still talking about maybe $15 worth of ingredients for a, a good lasagna. So we splurged and we made two. Actually, Ray made two. That had a number of benefits to it. Ray is able to perfect his lasagna. He was good at making lasagnas before, but now he can throw one together without really even thinking about it. He doesn't need to look at a particular recipe card. He does it by memory. So that's something he can do. He can put it together ahead of time. It takes him like 20 minutes to put together two lasagnas plus a few minutes for cleanup. We can stick it in the fridge until we're ready to entertain. Then we can put it in the oven as soon as the guests arrive. It cooks for a little while. It's easy to clean up. It's only two pans to clean at the end of the day. And it smells delicious, so it makes the house feel warm and inviting. And then, of course, if it's you're hosting people in the summertime, that's a whole other thing where you can, who doesn't love barbecue? You can barbecue so many things, grill vegetables for your vegetarians. You can um, get meat at BJ's in, in higher quantities and cook that up on the grill. I encourage you to look for ways where you can actually cook your own meals and see if you can 
just put something on the table for your guests that tastes delicious. It doesn't have to be super complicated with a lot of different ingredients and you will impress your guests, not just with your cooking skills and with your confidence in your cooking skills, but also that you took the time to make something for them. And again, nothing wrong with ordering takeout. We've done that most of the time that we've hosted. But I have noticed that being able to provide a meal that you have made for your guests is a great way to show them how much you appreciate them and going the extra mile, doing the little extra for them. And it's a great conversation piece as well. People talk about, wow, where did you get this recipe? Can I have this recipe? And everybody feels good about it. So it's a a nice talking point for the party itself. We keep it simple. If I'm hosting people at my house, the idea of preparing it and getting it ready and doing the grocery shopping, that's enough on its own, I want to be able to enjoy my time with my company. Making a lasagna, it really solves that problem because while I'm kind of arranging the furniture and getting things kind of set up, Ray is in the kitchen putting together his lasagna and he's going to be known for making his lasagna. I think people are going to be like looking forward to it, even if they come over in the summertime. I want him to be able to own that and it helps me out and it's a good partnership for when we're trying to entertain in a smaller space. Find and master a few homemade dishes that you feel confident in. You know the ingredients off the top of your head when you're standing in the store. That will be a great thing for you to try at your next party. In this instance, it's okay to be a one-trick pony. Just find one recipe and really master it. Just like we shift the focus from the clutter in our homes to the people in our home, we want to shift the focus when party planning from the stresses to the spending the time with the people you're actually inviting over, enjoying the time together, being able to look them in the eye, have good conversation, and not fuss and worry about what's going on in the kitchen or the cleanup that you're going to have to do afterwards. Remove those barriers to entertaining and you'll probably entertain more. And that creates a great opportunity for your kids to learn how to communicate with people, how to spend time with people. We need to get back into that. I feel like after the pandemic, even several years out at this point, you almost forget how to have that interpersonal conversation with other people because for so long it seemed like we weren't doing things in in person or inviting people into our homes. It's important to get that back. I love the idea of having people in your home. It's cost-effective. We're creating that good energy, those good vibes in our home, and we're teaching our kids about the positive benefits of entertaining our friends. It's also a gift to your guests. It's appreciated most of the time, and they'll feel really special that you did that for them. If we're trying to serve mini pastries or something that's next level, I'm going to have to outsource that. (laughs) I know my limits in the kitchen. But even baked cookies, which don't have to be fancy, or a baked Sheet cake is something that even I can manage as a non-baker, and it makes your guests feel special. And that's really what it's all about. We want to be making our guests feel special. We want to feel special in our own homes. So shift it away from the stuff and more onto the experience. And plus, of course, cooking anything in your own kitchen, 
I feel like it's probably healthier than most of the things that I'm going to be ordering in a restaurant, in addition to being maybe $20 worth of ingredients versus a $75 meal for feeding our family. I mean, the cost of things is getting ridiculous. We have to fight back. And one way I do that is through my wallet. I vote through my wallet. I vote in person, but I also vote by where I spend my money, where our budget goes. Where do we spend our time? What restaurants do we frequent? I make my opinions known by where I spend my money. That's really important for all of us to be doing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. Visit me on my website, thedebsite.com, and get your free downloadable guide.